The opinions and suggestions expressed on the following program are solely those of the participants and are not necessarily endorsed by KRMG, Cox Media Group Incorporated, or the program sponsors. It's an Ask the Experts weekend on News 1023 KRMG. Welcome to Wheels with automotive experts from Cecil & Sons Discount Tires in Sand Springs and Tulsa Gas Technologies, your CNG expert, here to answer your questions about your car, truck, or SUV. To join the program, call 918-460-KRMG. That's 918-460-5764. Or you can text your questions to 95920. The Ask the Experts weekend rolls on with Wheels with Lloyd Boland, Troy Cox, Tom Sewell, and the host of Wheels, Denver Fox. Get ready to bid a fond farewell to most of Ford's car line. Yeah, they're getting rid of a lot of those vehicles. Tell you which one's coming up. Gas prices went up big time this week. Why? We're still scratching our heads on that. And how often do you really clean your car? There's some nasty spots we'll tell you about that's on your vehicle coming up here on this edition of Wheels. Good morning, everybody, and welcome to a great, great weekend to put the top down and go cruising outside. Wonderful weather out there. We got our panel of experts here on uh, Wheels this morning, and Tom Sewell, Tulsa Gas Technologies. You watch those gas prices go up, and uh, we did a story earlier this week, and uh, they really don't have a super solid reason why gas prices jumped as high as they did. It's all jibbly junk. It's a mess. Um, <laughs> when I heard, heard them say it was Syria two weeks ago, I went, okay, okay, I can, I can give them Syria. But this one, there's, there's no reason. Yeah. Oil did not do what it didn't take that kind of a jump. Now, it did a couple weeks ago, but for the one this week, it just... Yeah, it didn't take that kind of a jump. And are they... Um, is is the stockpiles of oil going down? Are they exporting that much oil that we're getting lower on supplies? I can't see that that's changed that much. Not, you know, 15. Well, we've probably gone up at least 30 cents in a month and a half. You know, it, it hasn't done that. Yeah, 254 a gallon, and uh, now it's down to like 252 this morning. Yeah, so. it had a drop. I, I actually saw it going up and filled up my tank before it happened just felt real proud of myself for doing that uh, earlier this week well i'm really upset because i've still got my second tank of gas in my <laughs> truck <laughs> your cng car yeah. speaking of cng we know that uh, the state legislature has been working and of course they've um, added some sales tax to fuel but they did some past a bill this past week uh, with some credits for cng vehicles they sure did we had 45 percent tax credits uh, we've had them for Oh, good gosh, 20 years. And they're trying to promote to use more CNG in the state. So the Senate passed a, uh, an amendment to a, a bill that's going to give 75% tax credits wow. to alternative fuel vehicles, not just to CNG. Wow. And so now it's got to jump over to the House, and the House has to ratify the amendment, and then it goes to the governor. But uh, it's really going to be a good deal. So between the 75% tax credit and then the $2,000 um rebate you're going to get from ONG, the conversion will be free. Oh, good deal. Yeah. Man, it's looking nicer and nicer all the time. To, if you have a later model vehicle, one that uh, you're going to be keeping for a while, or you'll see that return for a few years, it really makes a lot of sense to convert it to CNG. You betcha. And if your work truck is your tool and you drive it, call me up. Let's get it going. Uh, it's got to be a mid-year revision from what we see on a physical year instead of a calendar year. Now, are there any family cars that are out now, factory cars that... Uh, well, I'm, 
I don't know. I'm going to have to go look. This has really kind of energized me as far as um, the mom and dad style car. Uh, my eyes are always looking at fleet trucks, but I know they're out there. I just got to get them memorize what they are. Yeah, there's, there's some out there for sure. Anyway, it's, uh, it would certainly make a big savings for anybody. I mean, the city of Tulsa found that it saved the city ten oh. to $15,000 a year by uh, – Having all of their fleet and the trucks, uh, the well, trucks, buses, refuge trucks, everyone's on CNG now. You bet. Well, yeah. there's another big settlement coming. You know this Volkswagen mess. There is a, um, it's called Diesel Emission Reduction Act, uh, but there's some money coming from Volkswagen that's going to buy out diesels to go to CNG. Really? Yeah. Oh, so uh, I don't know all the particulars about it, but I just got an email. I need to read and um, have all the data on that you uh gonna be needing to build some more uh, refueling stations which you are doing all the time you bet we just laid one out in wichita kansas yesterday uh so in the next three months we'll be up there building one then right after that we go to manhattan kansas and build one and then topeka uh el paso and harlingen texas just back to back I like it. I like it. Troy Cox is here. Cecil and Son Discount Tires in Sand Springs and in Sepulpa. Good morning, sir. Good morning, Denver. And uh, when you rotate tires on a car, do the sensors for air pressure need to be something done when you put them in a different location? On some of the systems, yes, you do need yeah. to relearn the system so it knows the tires are uh, in new positions. Otherwise, you could get a warning, you know, left front low when it's actually on the left rear or the right rear, depending on the pattern in which you rotate them. But uh, it's not all vehicles. Some will relearn themselves after being driven a short time. Typically, there's a threshold. It's, you know, so long, like more than 17 minutes at more than 21 miles an hour it's generally an odd number but uh, there are a lot of vehicles that will reset and we're starting to see at least in some manufacturers them get away from the direct sensors where you have a sensor you know either strapped to the wheel or mounted on the back of the valve stem that directly measures pressure and sends it back to indirect systems which were very early where they use the abs sensors in each corner of the car to compare rotational speeds from a manufacturing standpoint, that's cheaper and easier. It's four less pieces, or if you've got one in spare, five less pieces of technology they've got to put on the vehicle. And it gets away from consumer unhappiness with the fact that the batteries in those direct sensors will die and you have to buy new ones because they're not field serviceable. The downside of the indirect systems is since they're looking for differences in rotational speed, if all four tires are low, you get no warning. Oh, wow. Yeah, I was thinking you'd have to do some maintenance and some batteries alone to keep those things running every yeah, few years. Yeah, six to ten years, depending on how you drive, seems to be the range of service lives. And, and occasionally we'll see them older than ten, but um, they will go out, and then you've got to replace them or drive around with a light on and a system that doesn't warn you if you've got an issue. Wow. Lloyd Bolin here, the king of the crankshaft, the guru of the garage, and the inventor of PC41+, Plus, that headlamp restoration a product that works so well on headlamp lenses that get all fuzzy and fugged up. Does very well. Yep, and you are doing those all the time. You yeah, know, this, we do. This, uh, the guy that goes around in parking lots, was he Louie? Is he oh, still yeah, doing Louis, that? Louie's going strong. He always He's always moving. Wow, Louie, man. He's, a, yeah. he's quite a guy. He's got a little truck he drives and on the back. It has signs and stuff, and he gets he just does a ton of business. I bet he does. That's and he has fun. He has fun doing I, it. I bet he does. <laughs> and you do it a while, and you get really good at it. You yeah. learn a routine, you know. It's so not we, hard to do, but uh, if you have 
headlamps that uh, have some haze on them, or actually it's damage from the sun along the plastic lenses. And we'll be seeing that more and more as days get longer. The sun up this yeah. morning was 6.33, so we're well over 12 hours of sunlight per day now and getting yeah, longer. Yeah, the wind's been lately, too. The wind blowing and all that stuff, it's not conducive to doing them, outside especially. But the way it is now, we got... If you do two coats, I've mentioned this a lot of times, but if you put an extra coat of clear on them, it is incredible, the difference and the longevity. Wow. Yeah. All right. So that's available. Information about those uh, products, of course, on our wheels page at krmg.com. All right. Get ready to uh, say goodbye to some Ford models out there. Ford's North American car lineup is going to be nothing but the Mustang and the upcoming Focus, the active crossover, the current Ford Taurus, will end production. We'd heard rumors of that uh, even a few months ago. The Forest may go, or Taurus may uh, end production. They're going to do that uh, in March of 2019, while North American market Fiesta uh, production will cease in May of 2019. It's not a specific timeline for the end of the Fusion production. Conventional Focus hatchback. And I know people that have that. That's a nice uh, truck for certain utility they are. applications. Yeah, They've I got read a them. new truck out, too, a box van-looking thing that's yeah. really oh, the popular. Connect. Yeah, connect. Yeah. The little connect. focuses are fun, especially yeah. this SVT. Yeah, those are, those are fun little cars. Anyway, uh, the hatchback Focus uh, just debuted in Europe last week. Uh, that won't come to the U.S. at all, however. All these cars are disappearing in favor of the SUVs and the trucks. And Ford says that by 2020, 90% of its offerings are going to be trucks, utilities, and commercial vehicles. And uh, the Dearborn, Michigan company also says it's exploring potential new models that combine the best attributes of cars and utilities, such as higher ride, height, you know, and space and versatility. And, you know, prices of gasoline has been less expensive so people have been less concerned about the extra fuel consumption that some of the bigger vehicles the trucks and the suvs uh, do but maybe they'll get their attention here as this gas does there's, there's rumors that we could see three dollar gasoline and which we haven't seen in years here in oklahoma even well it was in california when i was out there and yeah. i'm actually leaving to go to california monday and i'll report back on the gas price in long okay Beach. yeah see what the people's republic Denver. you bet yeah. Can't help but wonder, are they building houses bigger now so they'll hold these trucks? For the garages. <laughs> yeah, yeah. bigger garages. Bigger garages. I always yeah. want a house with more garages, you know, three or yeah. four garage, car nice. garage. I always thought that would be cool to have that. The garage mahal? Yes. That's right. <laughs> place to just put all my vehicles that I want to mess with right there. Uh, you know, we were talking about alternate fuel and alternate uh, energy, you know, not only CNG, but a lot of people are looking at electric cars as well. And it's a, in some ways, it's a much simpler uh, vehicle. There's less things to go wrong on it, really, isn't there, Troy? Well, if they can uh, resist the temptation to throw computers at everything, then yes, there is, because it's hard to get much simpler than an electric motor. I mean, it really is. Target wants to help make it easier for people to drive electric cars. They announced this past week it's adding hundreds of charging stations at its stores right in the parking lots across some, uh, all across the country. And Target currently has charging stations in about 18 of its stores in five states, but it plans to expand that to 100 stores in 20 states over the next couple of years, a total of more than 600 recharging spots. So there's going to be uh, Tesla, ChargePoint, 
and Electrify America charging stations for electric vehicles. Target cited a lack of public charging stations as a reason why, and I understandably, why electric cars aren't as popular as they could be. Well, I mean, that addresses something we've talked about many times over the last few years. You know, unless you've got one of the cars that you can plug in and charge overnight at your home every night, charging out and about is difficult. I mean, it's some of the same issues we see with you know, propane, like I run in my dual fuel vehicles, although Tom's doing a great job of reducing the bottleneck on CNG, you know, that's the tripwire on uh, alternative fuel vehicles. But the backside that no one really needs, seems to be addressing is nationally, our power grid is in terrible supply. Yes. And, you know, when we're shutting down power plants, we're not addressing the increased need that we're going to have if we go to electric vehicles, which, you know, seems to be the trend, and that's great. Uh, they're still going to break. They're still going to need to be fixed. But where do we generate the power to charge them? Yeah, and that power is going to be uh, need to go into, uh, you know, more power lines going in the neighborhoods if you're going to charge them in your home. And a slow charge overnight is one thing. But if you're out traveling across country, you need to be able to recharge fairly quickly, I would think. I mean, we fill up a car or even a CNG vehicle in five or 10 minutes and be on your way. I don't ever see that. You know, but the mm. heat that it generates when you charge fast is really tough. And it's, I just can't ever see it being a uh, widespread fast charge system. And it's hard on the batteries too. Oh, yeah, I would time. think so. You know, I would think it would be. Has there been a study on how many electric cars are in certain cities? I've never read anything about it. You hear about them all the time, but mm -hmm. I hardly, I don't know if I've ever seen but one or two on the road. Well, there's well, still a tiny fraction of the market, although they're they're creaking up by you know little bitty edges. I mean, there was a program last year. I don't know that it got off the ground, you know, in Tulsa where they were going to try to get a bunch of buyers together uh, with one of the city sponsored groups to buy a bunch of Nissan Leafs mm -hmm. and uh, try to you know use charging stations like at the library and other places to uh, make them more practical for around town use. And that's a good example of a relatively successful, again, for electric cars, relatively successful ride. And it's got about a 200-mile range. But just think if you had to travel, you know, on vacation or on business to the coast, if you could drive 200 miles a day and then you had to park and let it charge overnight, yeah, that's not practical. <laughs> yeah, that's not very practical there. <laughs> But if you're just two or three miles every day to work and back and grocery store, then they start making more sense. Well, just look at Mark's commute. I mean, that would be a very difficult commute on electric vehicle. And uh, But, you know, even mine coming from Manford to Tulsa, I, I could get there comfortably, but I would be worried if I had to stop anywhere on my way home. If they get that overcame, uh, however you want to say it, um, it, it could be a viable deal. I'm not opposed to having an electric vehicle. You'd be an electrician all my life. I think it'd be the coolest thing there was. Yeah, but, you could work on it yourself, maybe. <laughs> you know, maybe I ought to get into that a little bit. Yeah, that would be interesting. And you can make them really fast. Well, you know the dragster guys? <laughs> yes. They're tuning these uh, electric cars up where they're actually uh, faster than some of the, uh, the big, fast drag cars. And Tesla's had trouble in production, of course. They shut down and retooled and kind of realigned everything because uh, they're... Well, they uh, had too many robots. Yeah, apparently so. <laughs> the stockholders are saying, how come we're not producing more Teslas? And he's saying, well, let me figure it out here. And so they're having some problems there. So that's one of the reasons there's not as many to be looking for out there. They, it's, they're having trouble producing uh, that many. Maybe they're if they market them just for short hops, maybe more people would buy them. 
they're just not practical for an everyday car and driving trips and stuff. Yeah. That's, yeah. I mean, they are short commuter vehicles, and if they were marketed as such, especially in markets like an L.A. or insert other, you know, dense um, dense urban market, then, you know, maybe that makes sense. But for an Oklahoma, you know, for someone like Tom or myself that have to travel and work for business, it's just not practical at this level of of technology. And again, we're back to, you know, do I want to rewire my house to charge, you know, at 230 or 460 volts so that I don't have, you know, my vehicle tied up yeah. for eight to 12 hours every night to recharge. Yeah. Well, and they need to compensate for detours in Oklahoma. <laughs> yeah, that's for sure. We're sitting in Tom, traffic jams. Was, was you had sent me the picture of the guy in the electric car that uh, had run out of juice. and <laughs> he had a generator. Yeah, and he, it said on the back of his car, no gasoline. And he was yeah. really touting how great he was because he had an electric car. And he was sitting at the side of the road with a little Honda generator that <laughs> yeah. was plugged in to recharge his car. He's one of the guys that thinks the power comes from the wall apparently so <laughs> 723 beautiful weekend we have on tap right now sunshine we're looking for a high today of 80 it's clear 49 now in tulsa you're listening to wheels on news 1023 krmg If you want to get more information about compressed natural gas vehicles or you have any problems with any of the blue energy fuel stations, all you have to do is text CNG to 313131 and you might win a tank full of CNG. Tom? We give them away every single week. People are so happy when we give them the little, you know, the little squirt of gas. They love it. <laughs> little squirt. You know, <laughs> we need to take up collection to help. We got a text. You should <laughs> get more information uh, on uh, CNG and all the things we talk about on our wheels page at krng.com. We got links to Tom's uh, website, uh, Tulsa Gas Technologies, and to Cecil and Sons Discount Tires, and to uh, Lloyd's PC Forty One Plus. We got a text message at 95920, one about the cost per mile and how it would offset the price of the car. And I, I, I don't know if he's talking about uh, CNG, CNG or, but uh, we talk, actually we can talk about both of them, but CNG specifically, Tom. Well, I'm on That's, CNG. I'm a buck 55 right now at my stations and have been for a couple years. Uh, I'm even going to be able to absorb this three cent a gallon tax credit because our cost has gone the down. The new tax law yeah. that went into yeah. effect. We're going to for sure into... not increase anything till December. When does that go into effect, by the way? You know, I don't even know because uh, it's not going to bother me. You know, it's yeah. I'm not going to raise my price. So uh, we're here to stay. So, you know, if you get 14 mile a gallon in a pickup and then you're $1.55 a, a gallon, you're going to get 14 mile a gallon on gasoline. It's the same. CNG so, was the same, same yeah, mileage. You bet, same mileage. So your cost per mile is, you know, not quite half, but it's uh, over a third cheaper uh, than your gasoline partner. Yeah. In fact, we talk about uh, the efficiency and the uh, extra mileage you get by using 100% gasoline as opposed to E10. Yes. And you tune the CNGs to run and be as efficient as, as if it were running on 100% gas. You it? betcha. Uh, so 20-something years ago when we established what we call the gasoline gallon equivalent uh, model, we did that against real gasoline. There wasn't this um, ethanol lace stuff we're doing now. Uh, so everything was tuned to that. Everything's calibrated to real gasoline. So you're really getting more. We don't promote that all that much because we want you to get, we want to give more. You know, we're trying to um, overperform instead of underperform. That's good. That's very good. Uh, Lloyd, you got a quick tip for us here before we take a break? I do. Uh, 
turn signal tip. Mm-hmm. It's a very common thing. You use them. Your... Use them. <laughs> well, that's, I like... that's a trick question. We don't use that. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, you turn your turn signal on. One side blinks. The other side goes blink, 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 blink real fast. Yeah. Well, you got a bad bulb or a socket. It's uh-huh. just real simple. Yeah. But it, a lot of people drive that way forever. Well, the LEDs are causing that a uh, little yeah. bit of problem, too, if you stick yeah. LED bulbs in. Yeah. LEDs also... They're really nice and they're bright, but well, when they go out, get your checkbook out. Oh, really? Yeah, oh, okay. Yeah. But they do last a lot longer. Oh, they do. They're well worth it. All right. Well, that's one of my pet peeves, people not using turn signals to cut in front of you, to change well, lanes, turn I'm off, whatever. I almost give up on my tip on stopping at stop signs. That's. I think I'm blowing <laughs> in the wind. Latest news from our 24-hour Fox News Center next on KRMG. Seven thirty-seven. We're back at wheels on this uh, Saturday morning. I'm Denver Fox with our panel of experts here. And boy, if you need wheels, if you need tires, you need some new fancy wheels, even uh, check out Cecil and Sons Discount Tires in Sand Springs and Sepulpa. Boy, you got some really shiny ones over there, Troy. Absolutely, we have access to over forty brands of custom wheels. Very happy to help you if you uh, need some car jewelry, something to <laughs> make your vehicle a little bit more statement of you, or you know. Sometimes it's as simple as, you know, you've been crowded into a curb and damaged a couple of factory mags. Uh, Some of those are pretty brutal, even used. Uh, We had a lady that broke at a BMW wheel the other day, and, you know, best price we could find on a used one was almost $400 for one that had been, you know, was in fair condition, not pristine. Uh, We could find one that had been professionally refinished, for just shy of 500 and wow. the new ones from the dealership were closer to 900 so you know in her case it sort of makes sense to look at aftermarket wheels because we found several options where she could buy two even three aftermarket wheels for what one brand new of course for what one new bmw factory wheel would run of course you got great deals always on shocks on wheels and what do you got going right now as far as rebates a ton of rebates going right now uh cooper's got rebates that will end monday of up to 175 dollars on select sets of cooper tires uh goodyear's up to 160 through the end of next month uh we've got bridgestone up to 100 through the 7th of next month so there are a number of options and you can always find those going to cecilandsons.com hit our offers button and it will lay out all the current rebates that we can offer you on all the brands of tires we can offer you which are many one of the things i like once you buy tires at cecil and sons you need to rotate them you guys do it free absolutely free flat repair on tires you buy from us uh, for passenger cars and light trucks free rotations Um, again passenger cars and light trucks and um, that's such an important thing to get tire wear every tire that has a mileage warranty has a mandatory maximum rotation you you know, depending on the manufacturer, it may be 8,000, it may be 7,500, and some of it's 5,000 miles maximum between rotations. And if you miss a rotation, you just threw the mileage part of your warranty away. Oh, wow. Okay, so good to take advantage of what you offer for free. Absolutely. Well, it's the only way to wear it right. Then, Troy. So on a third-party shop, this record deal that we talk about all the time, uh, keeping track of on your, t- you know, your service tickets that you've had them tires rotated when it comes to a warranty claim, You've got to have that backup. Absolutely. And if we've been doing it, it's perfectly simple. I just pull up your records, print it off. Here it is. Um, If you've been doing it yourself, it's somewhat more difficult. But, you know, with most manufacturers, I can hand you uh, 
if you will, an owner's manual, a warranty book that has a place for it to be kept track you of. Bet. It doesn't have to be us, but it has to be done. And, you know, you have customers come in, well, these didn't wear as well as I would have liked. Well, let's look at your service history. Well, wait, you know, you were 15. In some cases, I had a guy in the other day, he had 22,000 miles on the tires, had not been back for a rotation once. Oh, well, I have free service to the dealership. I thought they were doing it. Well, go check your records because obviously yeah. from the fact the front mm -hmm. ones are worn really, really badly and the back ones look pristine, they haven't been rotated. Well, even if it's free, it needs to be on your service tickets, what I'm trying to – Right. Like at our right. shop, there we, has to be a record. we put it on there even though it doesn't show a line item price that it happened in case they ever had to go back and needed a reference on Yeah, I've got a question too. Road hazard, do you still sell those or do they still? You absolutely have to sell it because all of the tire manufacturers dropped helping us with road hazards back in 2004 when Congress got into tire warranties, proving yet again Congress can screw up anything they touch. They don't even have to try very hard. <laughs> well, I was wondering about it. I didn't know that. Boy. Well, they went into part of the Tread Act. They actually have access to all the mainframes, all the computer data for all the tire manufacturers. And there are three categories, tread defect, sidewall defect, bead defect. The tire manufacturers really agitated and lobbied hard for a fourth goodwill or customer satisfaction or some other category because those first three all count towards recalls. So when it became clear the bill had passed and that if they gave you help for a piece of rebar that a road crew left on the side of the road that went through your sidewall, that Uncle Sam was going to count that as a sidewall defect, well, road hazard went away. Well, I can imagine. You wow. can buy aftermarket coverage, and that's basically how you get road hazard in the market today is you buy a package. Um, and those can be prorated. Those can have defined replacement times. You just need to look at it like you would any other, you know, aftermarket warranty, whether it's, you know, hey, I'm one through the Best Buy line with my new TV, and they go, would you like an extended warranty on that? It's the same thing. You've got to decide, do you need that coverage or not? But I guarantee you, you get two or three weeks down the road and you hit a pothole and rip yeah. a sidewall, you're going to wish you had it. And I've done that, and it paid off. It's It really <laughs> makes makes good sense. Tom Sewell with Tulsa Gas Technology. Uh, we know you uh, participate in the Chili Bowl every year, buy tickets. And, you know, we never hear advertisement for Chili Bowl because it's sold out yeah. way in advance. Chili Bowl's in January. We talk about it, and it's one of the big, big events that comes to Tulsa. It's millions of dollars comes into the economy as a result of it. And you don't hear a whole lot about it except for news coverage and people to go in there. But one of the things you want to mention is Chili Bowl tickets, just what few may be available are available right now. You bet. So here's the deal is they have a time window that you have to renew your ticket if you're going to keep them from year over year. Well, I think yesterday was the day that if you didn't renew, they're up for grabs. And so whatever limited amount those are, I would call, if you're interested in it, I would call Monday and say, either put me on the list or here's my credit card number. Uh, or you won't, you'll be standing outside with the hawkers looking for the <laughs> tickets on the corner. That's right. So who do they call? It's, it's, uh, you need to call Chili Bowl. They, I mean, it's you can just type Chili Bowl in on any computer and their okay. phone number comes up. And I think it's 838-3777, but I, that's number I had from childhood. So. Oh, just on top of your head. Boy, yeah. you've been in dealing with that a long time. Well, you? we all, their kids and our kids and me, and we've all grown up together. My kids grew up with their kids. So it's just a long 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 relationship they've been a good family for a long time all right so if you want to plan ahead and be able to go to the chili bowl <laughs> yeah. buy tickets this is one of the few opportunities you actually have to right uh, now because i the, whatever's left will be gone 
pronto. I guarantee it because they oh, yeah. they talk about a lot. You know, you got a week to renew. Duh, 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 and yesterday, I think yesterday was the day you had to renew, or it's up for grabs. Seven forty four here on wheels. We've talked for years about the Takata airbag recall. The never-ending It just goes recall. on and on, and then Takata goes bankrupt, and then they re, other people re, and you wonder who's doing it all. But anyway, Honda says there are more than 60,000 people still driving vehicles equipped with a specific airbag related to, the, to this massive Takata recall. And this came out in a big report. Uh, it's over 60, 62,300-some people in the U.S. still driving around with these explosive devices in their car and this article came uh, to find this while highlighting a story about a woman who was killed 10 years ago in a relatively minor crash and her fatal airbag exploded with metal shrapnel and it killed her yeah it actually blew shrapnel into her throat cut her juggler and she bled to death before you know anything could be done so if you're driving an early 2000s honda um Get on safertar.gov or just Google it. It's mainly early 2000 Civics, 2000s models. Yes. And um, for whatever reason, they seem to have the highest failure rate of all the Takatas. So, you know, if you have a Honda, you need to get on it. Honda is actually sending out posters to independent shops like mine asking us to put them up to try and get the message across you know if you're in that recall you need to be doing something immediately to get that bag out and parking the car if you can't make arrangements to get it to a dealership and get it fixed immediately they're very serious about this one yeah and and in the fatality case of this woman uh this was a 2001 honda civic that was a rental car how do you know if you're the rental cars? I mean, you don't. I never so, thought of that. But it was equipped with an airbag that had a 50 50 chance of exploding with metal shrapnel and crashes, known as alphas, they called it. And uh, they report that the uh, most deadly of the airbags and the massive recalls, they are typically found in older Honda models, like you were talking about, Troy. So this was a 2001 Honda Civic that was a rental car. And so you want to assume that they're all up to snuff, but, you know, in this case, it, it was enough time. Uh, ago that it wasn't well for it to be that old it almost had to be a, an independent smaller rental agency i suspect don't know of course but i suspect if you were a hertz and avis and national you know they tend to turn their car fleets over every two years so you're probably going to uh, avoid that issue staying with one of the big national chains yeah it'll be you'll be taken care of they've had uh, more than 20 deaths around the world Across the world, 19 different automakers have recalled about 100 million inflators around the world. And 69 million recalled inflators represent the largest automotive recall in the country's history. So, anyway, there you go. Just kind I've of never think heard that. it mentioned. Is who's reliable, reliable or liable for that when one goes off? Well, in lawsuits, I mean, I'm sure everybody yeah, is. They I mean, it, I've never read about it or if, where someone pursued it. Just curious. Well, yeah, I'm sure I mean, they have. I don't Takata have. being bankrupt at this point, you can't really sue That's them. True. Yeah, they're um, not going to have much money to right. go around. Honda's defense is we're replacing them as quick as we can get them. So I don't know, you know, I don't know who you're going to hold liable there. As the car owner, though, the really recourse you have right now is get the thing back to a dealership and get that thing replaced. Yeah, yeah. I'm often wondering why they don't put a some kind of warning on that car. 
so people would know. We get them, and we don't know. You know, I may be driving one sped. Well, did they put any kind of identifier on the surface that knows that this is the upgraded version, like a star or anything? I've never on seen them? one. They may no. have a deal on the door. Why wouldn't that be simple? Wouldn't it? it would make yeah. it a lot simpler. But um, note, I've never seen one. I mean, even uh, my daughter's Mustang had the Takata, and she's had. Uh, Fords replace those, but there's no nomenclature. There's no markings on the car that I've seen. I've seen some little stickers on the door. That's where it all, they ought to have but something visual place. that yeah. if this was happened. Yeah, that'd be good. And maybe hers just got missed. Could be. 748 on wheels. How often do you really clean your car? Well, unless you take it out somewhere to detail it, you probably don't get in there and do it very much. That's Troy. His is always clean. <laughs> I don't know about always, but, uh, you know, I do like not having mud and dirt and debris all over. I do, too. And if you have animals, you finally, you suddenly realize there's hair on your dash, and I, I'm always wiping that stuff off, and it gets on your clothes. It just comes in from everywhere. This time of the year, you'll see a lot of pollen and stuff that gets sucked into your car. Yeah. Uh, because of uh, plants growing. Uh, they did some research on this, and they swabbed 20 parts of the inside car, and it showed that the steering wheel, you'd think that'd be really bad. That's actually the least germy area swabbed, while the trunk in the particular vehicle, which uh, had been used to transport pets, was the most contaminated area. So if they put mm. trunk you know, in the back, I would assume. Yeah, trunks can be scary. Well, does your <laughs> turtle like to ride in the front seat or the back seat? I'm not sure where that turtle goes. <laughs> the turtle seat, turtle back, you know. Yes. Well, I mean, you, you, you don't take your turtle for a ride? No, I don't think so. The turtle hadn't moved much. Very <laughs> slow to move here in the last six months or so. Uh, other areas of the vehicle with a lot of bacteria, the driver footwell, the seatbelt button. Now, you don't think about that, but that's where everyone's yeah. hand goes, the seatbelt snap, and the handbrake. If you use yeah. a handbrake, people a lot of people don't use handbrakes, no. but if you did, that would be the place to look. The cup holder, now that gets used a lot more than a handbrake, yeah. I would think. And you've got, you know, coffee and pop and stuff sloshing in there. Oh, that yeah. could be a real bacteria stew quickly. You've got pieces of burrito in mine, I think, <laughs> still left over. Uh, the inside area of the door handles, of course. You get yeah. food on your hands or just bacteria, and it gets on there. The radio volume buttons were found to have mold. And that would have to be, once again, from just dirty hands, I guess. But you wow. never think about cleaning the button or the volume control, especially on the radio. And aside from the steering wheel and the other cleanest areas of the car with a rearview mirror, not, not a lot going on there. The gear stick, which I've seen that some that said the gear stick was one of the germiest places. I, there was a study six, eight months ago that we did. Yeah, I thought you were going to say that there a minute ago. And according to an unrelated survey, this is over in Britain. And they're probably more germy than we are, I think. Probably. Uh, the average the respondent only cleans the inside of their car an average of 10 times a year. 10 times? Only 10 times a year, right? Uh, based on a lot of the cars I've seen, it's, <laughs> it's probably been 10 years. Some of them, anyway. Right. 10 years since they've been cleaned. It's pretty bad when you consider 94% said they eat and drink in their vehicles, and 58% said they transport pets. So there you go. Well, hey, you know, at I, least yeah, once I'd... a quarter, give it a good vacuum, give yeah. it a good wipe down. You know, even if you don't care how it looks... And if you let that dirt get impacted into the carpet, if you let it get ground into the upholstery, when you go to sell or trade it, you've just hurt yourself, and in some cases quite badly, when just, again, detail an hour, once a quarter, vacuum it thoroughly, wipe everything down, use a good quality protectant, and um, 
you know, the car will be much easier to sell or trade and worth much more when you do so. Yeah, when you get some uh, that dash stuff they put on the dash, yeah. uh, uh, various different brands, whatever you want to use, it's good. Uh, you suddenly look at it and you go, oh, that looks really nice. And you maybe take a little pride and want to do that, but it also helps maintain your uh, dash because it's going to be exposed to sun yeah, a lot of times. Pretty much real thumb. If you're going to sell a car, and you don't clean it up, you're just wasting your time. And use some PC41 Plus on the headlights. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. That'll make it look brand yeah. new right there. Walk up to the front of it first thing. Say, yeah. <laughs> hey, look at this. 752. Sunshine today. We'll see a high of 80 degrees. It's 49 in Tulsa. It's an Ask the Experts weekend, and you're listening to Wheels on News 1023 KRMG. Wheels here on this Saturday morning. And if you are looking for some wheels, some real nice wheels, some tires to go on those wheels, Cecil and Son Discount Tires in Sand Springs and in Sepulpa, the place to go. And uh, in fact, your location over on Main Street got the Model T's. You got Lloyd's Model T on display in the showroom there. I've got Lloyd's and one other client's um, uh, displayed up there. We've got a 24 and a 27 Model T, which is kind of cool because, of course, that's what the building originally was built to be, was a Model T assembly plant. Fantastic. Uh, you got some great deals on tires and shocks and rebates for Cooper tires. Absolutely. A huh? yeah, ton of rebates running right now. Just go to CecilAndSons.com, hit the offers button. It'll drop down and show you the six or seven or eight offers we've got running right now from various manufacturers. Of course, we're open today till 3, weekdays 7.30 to 5.30. Please come see us. All right. And you offer... Uh, the PC41 Plus headlamp restoration product, you do it right there in the shop. Absolutely. The stuff works, mm -hmm. and it just works so well. And aside from the cosmetic improvement on your vehicle, there's a tremendous safety advantage to being able to see farther down that dark road. That is true. Uh, fleet maintenance from Tulsa Gas Technology also can keep your vehicle running uh, longer, and you, you offer the PC41 uh, Plus uh, process as part of that, don't you, Tom? You betcha. If it needs it, we just do it, part of the deal. And just like anything on that fleet service, a lot of things we do, uh, it just happens because it's part of the fleet service. These guys want their trucks to run. They want their doors to close, the wipers to work. They just we take care of it. Besides fleet service, uh, you help people with the commercial paperwork that you have to have with a lot of the commercial vehicles, and uh, you even have a, pro a little booklet you can download off your website. You betcha, that's free. I mean, that the commercial deal is so big. We're running out of Kansas right now. They will stop you in a minute up there. Oh, and I saw some cars this week. I meant to bring that up. I saw a highway patrol pull over a truck. And uh, I saw even uh, motorcycle cops pulling over several commercial vehicles going around looking at stuff. Absolutely. And they're checking that stuff. If you have anything that even comes close to being a commercial vehicle, boy, you need to be in compliance or you could be up for some fines. So uh, you've got all the info to help people be there. Yep, that download's free. And then if you don't understand it, give me a call. All right. Guys, have a great weekend. It is beautiful. Get out and enjoy it. The news is next on KRMG. Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. -ba -ba.